Welcome to GEP Insights. On this podcast, you'll hear cutting-edge thoughts on supply chain, sustainability, and strategies to help your business succeed. For more information, visit GEP.com. And now, our latest episode. So hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Miranda Burt, an associate here at GEP based in our Chicago office. And I'm here today with Vinay Butt a consulting director that's based out of our London office. Um, Vinay has 15 years of industry and procurement consulting experience, and he's worked with organizations across many sectors, such as CPG, BFSI, pharma, and industrial. Um, he's one of our leading practitioners of strategic, strategic cost management and is passionate about the subject of cost optimization for the delivery of shareholder value. Um, so I want to want to welcome Vinay here and uh, and thank you for joining. Thanks, Miranda. Thanks for having me here. Thank you, thank you. And uh, and kind of as we alluded to with Vinay's background, um, Vinay will share his experience today on managing costs in today's economy. He'll take everyone through what strategic cost management is why it's such a hot topic today, and how you can implement strategic cost management principles in your own organization. Um, so let's let's jump right into it, Vinay. I know everyone's eager, <laughs> eager to hear your expertise. Um, maybe we can start just level setting. Um, so you wanna, if you wanna just jump in and provide an overview of what exactly strategic cost management is. Yeah, sure. Um, before that, I would just would like to take a step back and you know, just uh, reiterate the point that, you know, as far as an organization or a firm is concerned, the main endeavor is to be profitable, right? And deliver value to its uh, shareholders. And uh, as everyone understands, there are two key factors which uh, kind of determine uh, profitability of a firm, uh, which is basically revenue and cost. Uh, so considering revenue to be the same as it is, uh, if you are able to lower your cost, then basically you will be able to maximize your profitability. So that's the name of the game, right? And huh. this becomes very important because, you know, profitability of a firm determines the sustain sustainability of the business over the long term. Like if you were to consider most of the organizations which went bust, it is primarily because they have not been very profitable and they ran out of cash and as a result of which they had to file for bankruptcy. So mm -hmm. that, that is why, you know, it becomes one of the key metrics as far as uh, any organization is concerned. Um, yeah, and in terms of strategic cost management, uh, you know, it's basically a process that aims to strengthen a company's strategic position by optimizing its cost base mm -hmm. in accordance with the company's overall, you know, broader objectives. Uh, basically, this practice requires identifying the cost that helps to build a company's strategic position and separate these costs from the other types of costs which weaken the strategic position of the company. And ultimately, the focus is then to reduce the cost, which do not add to the strategic position of the company and overall optimize the cost base without impacting the company's top line. So as a result of which, you know, you are able to uh, improve your bottom line and improve the sustainability of the business. I think that's a great, um, great foundation. And especially when I just, you know, tying it back to profitability and the success of a business. Um, so that that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a great way to level set and and jump into um, your more detailed expertise. So I, I'm curious too now as we um, we bring this more into today and how this is relevant. Economic forecasts right now are not not very optimistic as as we both yes. know. Yeah. Um, 
So could you speak a little bit more? I think everyone hears strategic cost management. So why why currently? Um, and I think with your your level setting, it makes sense. But could we get a little bit more into why it's such a hot topic right now? Yeah, in fact, you know, strategic cost management as a concept has been in practice for many years. You know, many of the companies do follow it without even realizing that it's strategic cost management. So let me put it out there. It's not something new. The only thing is, you know, why it is currently in the spotlight is because, you know, if you consider the current circumstances, you know, many of the organizations are going through a phase wherein there is limited uh, headroom as far as the top line is concerned. The economy is is not looking very good for various reasons. So that's basically making organizations to sit up and take notice of the cost and find ways to better manage it. So that's the reason why strategic cost management, uh, you know, is in a way becoming a, a very relevant topic. And if you were to go back a few months, right, I mean, we went through this COVID crisis um, and basically it led many countries to go into intermittent, intermittent lockdowns. And what this did is this had a very detrimental effect on the trade activity uh, across these countries. So it impacted the economy. And uh, basically, you know, during this time, the world economy itself had to go through a very uh, drastic recession, you know, uh, as per uh, the uh, data, the world economy contracted by around 3.6% year over year. That's a drastic re reduction. It's basically giving away all the gains which were made in the prior year. So basically going back two years um, in, in terms of the economic activity. And basically this then led to a downward reduction in the top line for most organizations. Um, and also what we observed during COVID times is that there were changes in the ways companies were operating, right? I mean, there were certain types of costs which kind of disappeared. For instance, you know, travel costs, facility management for offices, office supplies, these were the kind of costs which kind of went down uh, by nature. But on the other hand, there were other costs, you know, which, which, which went up. For example, some businesses had to do investments in um, IT applications to enable its workforce uh, to be productive from remote location. There had to be some investments done in terms of improving the sanitation level and to safeguard the health of employees who are working in uh, manufacturing flow space. So basically, there there was there, there was a period when organization went through a phase wherein they they started seeing some changes in their costs, and basically what happened was because of limited headroom in your top line and in fact contraction of your top line, the need of the hour for most of the companies was to quickly assess these changes which are happening and ensure that certain cost areas were being controlled within the organization. Uh, for instance, you know, renegotiating the contracts linked to, say, office management or renegotiating contracts linked to uh, uh, leases for the office spaces because no one was uh, going to the offices anymore. Um, also, to some extent, ensuring the right travel policy were in place, not only to ensure the welfare of the employees, but also to cut down on any unproductive travel costs. Um, so what we observed is, you know, organizations which had the agility to act quickly and modulate their cost base in line with changing requirements, they were kind of successful in that phase you know they were able to mitigate the adverse impact of covid um and you know sustain their overall profitability and bottom line uh, and that's how you know strategic cost management kind of came back um into the spotlight during the covid crisis but it's another issue that now we have started to come out of the shadows of covid but we are now getting into another kind of crisis and because of which again strategic cost management is still very relevant I, I like that. I think that's uh, you gave some really, really great tangible examples, Vinay, especially of um, I, li I like the word agility, agility during COVID and how um, how you put that put that to some some tangible examples. So I'd love to hear more. I know you you just alluded to it. Um, obviously, COVID is becoming less of a less of an immediate concern. There's still uncertainty surrounding the virus. 
um, as we know it, but less of a concern as it was when it brought strategic cost management into yes. the spotlight. So could you just speak a little bit more um, to today? I know some of the other uncertainties and, and things that we're dealing with given the current situation um, as it relates to strategic cost management. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you were to consider the world economy, right? I mean, it was just reeling from the aftermath of uh, COVID crisis, uh, you know, wherein there was supply side disruptions and this resulted in some inflation uh, during the recovery phase, which many leading economists thought to be transitory in nature uh, because it was more of like, you know, turning off, uh, turning on a tap and, you know, suddenly there's a gush and people thought that it's just a shock. The inflation should subside over a period of time. But now we are what we are observing is, you know, the world economy is currently at a precipice of another crisis, which is basically stagflation. It's a combination of lower growth rate of the economy. And at the same time, there is this persistent inflationary pressures. Uh, having said that, I'm, I'm not discounting COVID. I mean, that crisis is still around, um, you know, thanks to the vaccination drive by some of the, um, you know, especially the Western economies, uh, you know, they have been able to come out of it. But that virus is still lingering around and there could be further mutations. There could be another, you know, spurts of uh, pandemic happening. Uh, but again, world has to continue to live with that. But apart from that, what we are also observing is some other crisis which is unraveling. So one of them is the uh, crisis in Ukraine. Everyone is aware of that, um, you know, and as a result of which there has now been sanctions uh, put on um, uh, Russia. And basically what this has done is this has adversely impacted the uh, energy prices, um, especially in Europe, because Europe was heavily dependent on Russian um, oil and Russian gas, uh, more so on Russian gas. And what we are observing is because of these sanctions, uh, there has been some level of uncertainty around the on the supply side. And as a result of which, you know, the, uh, the energy prices are creeping up and up um, over the past few weeks. And what, why is this interesting is because rising energy prices, they tend to have a tendency to creep into other cost types. Because if you were to consider energy, it goes into everything, into mm -hmm. traveling, into manufacturing, uh, into heating your homes. So as a result of which, you know, whenever there's an energy price increase, then it leads to the spiraling inflationary pressure within an economy. And that's currently what's happening. So in Europe, you know, there is a rise in cost related to food, to travel, to household energy. And basically, this has led to what they call as cost of living crisis in some of the um, economies in Europe. Uh, and because of which, you know, unfortunately, uh, some some of the uh, uh, you know, uh, um, citizens are, uh, are at the risk of falling below the poverty line, which is very unfortunate. And uh, what we are seeing because of this is, uh, you know, there is th there is this lot of pressure uh, as far as um, because of this rising inf uh, inflationary pressure, uh, there is now pressure on uh, some of the uh, monetary organizations to take uh, actions as far as increasing the interest rate is concerned. And that's what is happening currently. You know, to tame the inflation, the interest rates have now been increased uh, by most of the uh, you know financial authorities. Um, like, for instance, if you were to consider Federal Reserve in the U.S., um, the interest rates have been almost at the near zero level in the past two years, but now suddenly there has been an increase in a span of like three months by 0.75%. And uh, market participants predict that this will probably end somewhere around 28 to 2.9% by the end of this year, which is very drastic. You know, with, with, in, with increase in interest rate, uh, you know, it will have some more pressure on the economy in terms of it continuing to grow on um, to, to continue to grow um, uh, at, at a rate at which it was. 
Um, yeah, so 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 that so that's where we are. And on the other hand, the inflation on the supply side um, uh, will uh, slow down the demand. So the inflation is is supply led, right? And therefore, increase in interest rate will slow down the demand, uh, and which will impact the growth prospects of the economy, uh, which we're currently trying to recover from COVID setback. Um, so what does it all mean? So there is a risk for some of the major economies um, heading towards stagflation. Basically, you have higher inflation, but at the same time, your growth prospects are very bleak. Uh, and that's a very difficult place to be in. Um, so what does it mean for organizations? So under such circumstances, uh, organizations will see their revenue projections to uh, go down. Uh, you're already starting to see that, right? Because uh, if you look at some of the leading uh, world equity indices uh, that has gone down compared to uh, you know the peak, which was reached uh, at the start of this year in Jan, you consider NASDAQ indice, uh, index, uh, MSCI index, they are all down by around 18 to 20%. If you were to look at some of the company pre predictions made by companies such as Netflix or Tesla, they're talking about, um, uh, Netflix particularly is talking about losing subscribers and that then resulted in uh, some erosion in its uh, enterprise value. Likewise, Tesla is now talking about uh, uh, cutting down its uh, uh, employees by around 10 percent. And you see, uh, you, you hear similar things from some of the other organizations as well. And the reason why this is happening is because of, you know, the combined forces of uh, inflation and the um, uh, bleak prospects of the economy. That's basically sapping consumer confidence. Um, it is leading to a lowering of their disposable income. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. And what can a company do at this point of time? So strategic cost management is one of the things which can be used as a lever uh, to optimize their cost base and bring uh, you know their cost in alignment with uh, the revised top line and uh, sustain their profitability. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you, Vinay. I mean, you're, there's clearly, as you've demonstrated, clearly huge, huge value in implementing a strategic cost management program and the um, the agility. Again, I, I love that love that word used to describe um, what this what this gives a firm um, with that agility in times like these. So I think I think anyone listening to this podcast um, at this point now is kind of wondering the same thing, right? Um, how how do you implement a strategic cost management program? In your own organization, and what are some tangible tangible steps and areas you can focus on to um, to implement this? Sure, I think so. You know, as far as strategic cost management is concerned, it's a very vast area. But just to pare it down, you know, I'll I'll just focus on five areas. You know, which a company can focus on, uh, right? So <laughs> one is uh, developing uh, cost transparency. Uh, so to optimize cost, an organization basically should be able to translate uh, the impact of uh, you know whatever revenue forecast it has. Uh, what does it mean in terms of uh, business activity, uh, right? What is the entailing business activity a company needs to do to reach there? And as a result of which, what is going to be its cost base? So there needs to be clarity around that. But what we have found is, you know, basically uh, many organizations lack uh, cost-related insights, you know, despite periodically publishing their cost reports. Uh, therefore, you know, it is necessary for organizations to have answers to just three basic questions. What cost, costs were being incurred? Uh, why were this cost being incurred and who incurred these costs? Um, this may seem very basic, but if you are able to answer these questions for each of the different cost types which you have in an organization, then you can start building that uh, transparency around cost. The other thing is, you know, to develop a single source of truth as far as costs are concerned, um, because within an organization, um, uh, or, you know, procurement might have a different view of cost, supply chain might have a different view of cost, and likewise, finance will have a different view of cost. So there needs to be that maintenance of single source of truth. 
and uh, there needs to be clarity around um, you know the cost types you know what is fixed what is variable what is discretionary versus non discretionary so based on that you know uh, and based on the business outlook and strategy a company can then define policy on managing different cost types and then you know uh, inculcate that level of agility uh, within within the organization to uh-huh. to change its cost uh, based on the changing uh, you know based on the dynamic uh, business conditions um you know just to give a simple example um, you know uh, once you have clarity around your cost types then for example you know consulting costs you can have a policy around uh, you know consulting costs is something which is discretionary um, so you can only uh, spend on 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 those cost types provided the forecasted revenue exceeds a specific value so that's the level of cost transparency you know which a company um, needs to build uh the other one is uh, the second one is build cross functional collaboration right for uh, cost management to be effective uh, there needs to be collaboration with uh, the budget owners who are typically from business with finance and ultimately procurement to help in uh, procuring that required material or service and what we have observed is you know some some organizations um, uh, the the functions they operate in silos um as a, as an example you know um, any purchasing um, uh, request you know uh, the budget owner chooses a supplier um, that can fulfill the requirement and then mm-hmm. passes it on to the procurement for negotiations with that particular supplier finance does not get involved as long as overall costs are within budget so basically as you can see there is you know disconnected effort uh, and as a result of which you know it leads to significant missed opportunities to optimize the cost um, a true cost management requires uh, a kind of a major attitude shift in which budgets are treated as limited resources to be used judiciously uh, for value generating business activities um the other thing is you know there needs to be executive sponsorship of such kind of cost management uh, program uh, which will provide further impetus to bring the concerned stakeholders together and ensure you know cross functional alignment uh, and overall the key is implementing a governance framework where budget owners are empowered to manage their resources with support from both finance and procurement stakeholders and basically there should be a cadence in place to track budget versus what has actually been incurred as cost and then the team should jointly arrive at actions uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know whenever the cost exceeds budget then take corrective actions to ensure that your cost is within the budget i think that's um that that's a great great way to put things and and so often um i know the operating in silos is, is something that I think oftentimes um, is seen as a way to optimize efforts, but um, just identifying those those missed opportunities, like you mentioned, Vinay, to optimize costs. Um, I think definitely a, a big trade-off there that oftentimes isn't identified within organizations. Yeah. Okay. And um, the uh, the the other thing is, you know, I mean, we we talked about developing cost transparency and you know developing um, uh, cross-functional capabilities. And the third thing is, you know, uh, the basic thing about budgeting. uh typically what we observed is uh organizations just use the last year's cost and then make uh, some revisions to it based on what the forecast is for the following year and based on that they then build up uh, the budget for the following year and considering the times we are in wherein it's very dynamic there has been a drastic change in the way businesses operate currently so there needs to be more of like a a, a clean sheet approach to budgeting so start from level 0 and build up your cost uh of, from there you know in terms of uh, the budgeting exercise and for that there are two key factors which needs to be considered one is what is going to be a quantity for um, you know whatever services or product you are uh, buying 
uh, in line with your sales forecast and you know production volume estimate and likewise uh, what is the price per unit for whatever you're buying as per evolution of the supply market so these are the two things uh, the price and quantity which you need to take into consideration to build up your budget from a uh, from from clean sheet um, and moreover you know this approach should also account for um, any procurement driven uh, supply price reductions which have been achieved so that also needs to be baked in into your budget so that whatever savings uh, procurement is um, planning to deliver in that given period is already baked in the budget um, and the budget should also reflect any spending expectations uh, across quarters with provisions to adjust them on a quarterly basis uh, because you know as you are aware the business environment is is dynamic so things change quarter over quarter so rather than setting a budget for the entirety of the year it needs to be more broken down across quarters and the final thing is you know uh, as far as the budgeting is concerned it needs to be a bit granular and uh, methodical uh, you know typically what we observed is companies uh, have just one uh, one budget which covers uh, say salaries and wages and indirect costs together and and the reason why this is done is because it provides flexibility to uh, to the business to manage the overall budget um, and it hampers the um, uh, but what it does it hampers the visibility into actual costs across components um, and it makes it difficult to monitor it and take timely actions when there are instances when there is some level of price non compliance or process inefficiency so it's very important to uh, you know uh, build the budget from level 0 uh, from a clean sheeting approach uh, and also ensure that uh, there is granularity. So you have a separate budget for indirect cost and a separate budget for direct cost and salaries and wages. And ultimately, you break it down across time period. So rather than having just one budget across 12 months, uh, better approach is to break it down across uh, quarters and you know make revisions to it uh, on an ongoing basis. Um, and I, I think so once you have set your budget then the then the fourth thing is to uh, monitor your cost in relation to the output um, because what we have typically observed is you know company um, uh, are, are are just trying to just reduce their cost uh, but I, I think so a better way to approach this is to uh, look at your cost from the uh, lens of what your business activity is what your production activity is what your sales are and then accordingly take a call you know in terms of uh, you know uh, what actions needs to be taken. So, for example, uh, a 10% drop in uh, transportation cost does not sound as good when the warehouse inbound and outbound volume has fallen by 15%. So, what it means is actually you're paying more on your transportation cost. So, rather than just tracking the absolute production, I think so we should always try to link the cost types to the output. So, um, for example, you know, um, if I were to break it down in terms of the types of cost uh, within within an organization, you have a uh, cost linked to say corporate and shared services such as IT, HR and finance. So for these kind of costs, you know, it's better to express it as percentage of sales or as percentage of uh, cost per uh, uh, cost per employee. So that that gives you a better metric in terms of, you know, whether you're trending in the right direction in terms of reducing your cost per employee linked to these shared services. Likewise, mm -hmm. if it is anything related to say temp labor or production utility or repairs and maintenance, then I think so that cost should be expressed as percentage of production volume rather than an absolute number. And likewise, if it is say marketing or business travel, then these type of costs should be expressed as cost as percentage of sales generated rather than again tracking it as the absolute number. So there needs to be some paradigm shift in terms of how cost is being measured and how it is linked to business activity or your sales. Um, and the last thing, I, I, and I, I think so this last point is just to wrap this all together, 
is we need to leverage some digital solutions here because um, the data needed to monitor the budgets and the cost, they all reside in different systems. Um, so uh, something like a budget to pay digital solution can simplify uh, and ensure a collaborative cost management initiative is uh, taken over by procurement and finance. And it also ensures that there's a fail-safe mechanism uh, to uh, manage the cost and ensure that an, at any point of time your, your cost does not uh, surpass the budget. Um, so overall, you know, budget to pay is a framework that will enable finance and procurement to work closely uh, during the annual budget setting process. And once the budgets for the different cost categories are aligned, then every time uh, purchase request or any request uh, through the different buying channels are raised, it can be tracked against a specific budget. And ultimately, you know, you can have a policy in place wherein, you know, if there's no budget, there is no purchase. And what that does is then it uh, stirs everyone into action. You know, they start observing their budget as a very limited resource and start utilizing it in a very, um, um, uh, you know, diligent manner. And that is the kind of change we want to bring about as part of the strategic cost management uh, program. Thank you, Vinay. I think that that's a great, um, great way to break it down into those those five steps to really get into the foundation of, of building a um, building a successful strategic cost management program. And the two things that I kind of heard ring throughout that were um, just collaboration across the organization and having a single source of truth and transparency into these costs. Um, so let's let's quickly before I let you go, let's quickly look at the flip side and. And if you could just run through any any common mistakes that you see um, from organizations who struggle to implement strategic cost management programs. Um, yeah, so I, I think so one of the, uh, I'll not say common mistakes, but, uh, you know, basically the approach to strategic cost management, it's more focused on the initial part, which is, you know, the budgeting aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but after that, you know, it is uh, left on its own. You know, there is no governance in place to actually track the, the cost and the commitments which uh, organization has uh, with regards to you know all the purchase orders in place uh, there there is no governance as such to tie it back to your budget and then take a call you know whether uh, you know you, are you on the right track do you have enough funds available within that particular cost type um, to you know see through the remainder of the year or quarter so that that kind of process, I, you know, what we observed is not diligently followed by different organizations. So what we basically call it as closing the loop, you know, covering from budget planning, cost tracking, and taking corrective actions to manage the cost versus any budget variance which you see. Uh, you know, uh, th that is one thing, you know, which uh, which uh, uh, organizations need to be uh, um, aware of, you know, in terms of implementing strategic cost management. Uh, the other thing, you know, which we observed is you know, lack of empowerment of uh, procurement teams in terms of uh, driving policy to control costs. I earlier alluded to an example of, you know, consulting costs, um, you know, managing it, having some policy wherein you can only spend if certain conditions are being met. You can have similar policies around travel. Uh, basically, most of the discretionary cost types which you which which are there in an organization, meetings, events. Uh, but what we observe is, you know, um, procurement organizations are best placed to suggest these policies and implement this once they get the right approvals from the required um, senior members. Uh, but what we have observed is, you know, sometimes that level of empowerment is not there uh, within within that organization for that particular function. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally, I think so, you know, everything said and done, the big picture is, you know, there should be focus uh, maintained by the organization in building that agility to control the cost baseline 
um, in in uh, in line with you know ever changing the uh, dynamic uh, business conditions. Um, and what 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 we think is you know possible answer to achieve all of that is to actually implement the overall strategic cost management uh, program. Oh, thank you, thank you, Vinay. I think that that's a great way um, a great way to to close us out and a couple of really important things to keep in mind. As I'm sure many many of you listening to this now are are thinking about how how to actually implement strategic cost management in their own organization. Um, so Vinay, thank you, thank you so much for for joining and, and sharing your expertise. I've really enjoyed learning myself um, just from talking to you today about strategic cost management. Thanks, uh, Miranda, for having me here and uh, giving me this opportunity. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I think um, uh, we'll leave everyone with this this key takeaway: um, with the agility in times of economic uncertainty that strategic cost management gives organizations, um, just the the benefit and flexibility to make changes to one's cost base in a very short time frame. And I think that's something that ring ring really true throughout Vinay's expertise in this podcast. Um, so again, Vinay, thank you. And if you enjoyed these insights, please keep your eyes out for additional podcasts with other thought leaders at GEP. Thank you.